everyone. This is Rich Chassie. I am your host and teacher for Daily in the Word. Today we will finish Genesis chapter 24 and finish this story of Abraham sending his servant to find a wife for Isaac. And then we'll be discussing the great lessons that are learned from this, the incredible loyal love or faithful love of the Lord as he guides this whole process from beginning to end, because that is who God is. He has made this covenant with Abraham to demonstrate his covenant love, his loyal love, his faithful love. This is the expression of a Hebrew word that is pronounced chesed. It's kind of like clearing your throat. But this hesed or chesed is a word that's hard to translate into English. And the different translations have tried to do this. It is the loyal love that is expressed in this unconditional covenant between God and Abraham. And God is bringing that to pass here in this chapter in a big way. And so we'll see that as we come to the conclusion of it. Let's go ahead and dive in. So we are in verse 34 of Genesis 24, and we'll be reading through the end of the chapter. If you remember, Abraham's servant has just been presented with a plate of food, and he's like, I I can't eat until I get this off my chest, until I express the reason why I'm here. So Laban, the brother of Rebekah, goes ahead and invites him to speak. So verse 34, so he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master abundantly, and he has become wealthy. He has given him sheep and cattle, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. My master's wife, Sarah, has borne him a son in her old age, and he has given him everything he owns. And my master made me swear an oath and said, You must not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, in whose land I live. But go to my father's family and to my own clan and get a wife for my son. Then I asked my master, What if the woman will not come back with me? He replied, The Lord before whom I have walked faithfully will send his angel with you and make your journey a success so that you can get a wife for my son from my own clan and from my father's family. You will be released from my oath if, when you go to my clan, They refuse to give her to you. Then you will be released from my oath. When I came to the spring today, I said, Lord God of my master Abraham, if you will, please grant success to the journey on which I have come. See, I am standing beside this spring. If a young woman comes out to draw water and I say to her, please let me drink a little water from your jar, and if she says to me, drink, and I'll draw water for your camels too, Let her be the one the Lord has chosen for my master's son. Before I finished praying in my heart, Rebekah came out with her jar on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water, and I said to her, Please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jar from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I'll water your camels too. So I drank, and she watered the camels also. I asked her, Whose daughter are you? She said the daughter of Bethuel, son of Nahor, whom Milcah bore to him. Then I put the ring in her nose and the bracelets on her arms, and I bowed down and worshipped the Lord. 
I praised the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who had led me on the right road to get the granddaughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you will show kindness and faithfulness to my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, so I may know which way to turn. Laban and Bethuel answered, This is from the Lord. We can say nothing to you one way or the other. Here is Rebekah, take her and go, and let her become the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has directed. When Abraham's servant heard what they said, he bowed down to the ground before the Lord. Then the servant brought out gold and silver jewelry and articles of clothing and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave costly gifts to her brother and to her mother. Then he and the men who were with him ate and drank and spent the night there. When they got up the next morning, he said, Send me on my way to my master. But her brother and her mother replied, Let the young woman remain with us ten days or so, then you may go. But he said to them, Do not detain me. Now that the Lord has granted success to my journey, send me on my way so I may go to my master. Then they said, Let's call the young woman and ask her about it. So they called Rebekah and asked her, Will you go with this man? I will go, she said. So they sent their sister Rebekah on her way, along with her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Our sister, may you increase to thousands upon thousands. May your offspring possess the cities of their enemies. Then Rebekah and her attendants got ready and mounted the camels and went back with the man. So the servant took Rebekah and left. Now Isaac had come from Beer Lahai Roy, for he was living in the Negev. He went out to the field one evening to meditate, and as he looked up, he saw camels approaching. Rebekah also looked up and saw Isaac. She got down from her camel and asked the servant, Who is that man in the field coming to meet us? He is my master, the servant answered. So she took her veil and covered herself. Then the servant told Isaac all he had done. Isaac brought her into the tent of his mother Sarah, and he married Rebekah. So she became his wife, and he loved her, and Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. Now there's not much to rehearse in the retelling of this story. There is a lot of repeat information from what we discussed yesterday from earlier in this chapter. But I will want to highlight the faithful love or loyal love that is expressed not just from God, but also other characters in this story. Certainly, Abraham expressing a loyal love in preparing for his son's future, that God would provide through Abraham, through his descendants, for this burgeoning nation that would come from his loins. Abraham understands his role in that, in making sure that his son marries well and marries within the family, not someone from the people of Canaan. We certainly see it in Eleazar, the servant of Abraham, who carries out his request, this oath that he promises to his master Abraham. And we can also see the faith of Eleazar expressed throughout the story. He continually bows down before the Lord and gives thanks and asks the Lord for his guidance all along the way. 
And he never strays from this. After every scene, it's Eleazar bows down before the Lord and gives God praise or asks for God's guidance. All throughout, we see that. And that's certainly a lesson for us as well. Certainly, we see the faithful love of God in performing all of these things behind the scenes. It's interesting that here in this chapter of Genesis, we do not see God visibly active in this. It is God behind the scenes, guiding every step in Eleazar's journey, finding Rebecca, organizing to make sure that he knows who it is that God has chosen and that she responds in such a way. God's faithful love, God's loyal love on display in performing all of these things behind the scenes. And then certainly in Rebecca responding to this request to leave her family, leave her homeland, and go to this foreign place where it's another family member, so she does have at least that sense of assurance, but she's going to meet somebody that she's never met before and become his wife overnight. And she responds by saying yes, that she would be willing to take that step of faith. All along the way, we see God's loyal love in action, and we see the loyal love of the participants in this story as well. Now, there are some unique things about what happens in this story. Certainly, one is that God is the cause of all of these events in this story. The prompting of Abraham to find a wife for Isaac, his son, Abraham knows he's moving off of the pages of this story, if you will, and his wife has already gone on, and he is at the end of his life. He is 140 years old at this stage. Eleazar expresses throughout, the Lord has led me, the Lord has led me. This is sort of his motto and his trust. He is leaning on the Lord through all of this, and the Lord is faithful to lead him in all of this. Even Rebecca's brother Laban recognizes that what's happening is of the Lord's doing, and he and his father, Bethuel, don't want to mess with this. And then God is doing this behind the scenes. Even though we don't see him visibly act in this chapter, we know that it is him behind the scene directing the action of this story. So this event with Rebecca and Isaac, in a sense, has some similarities to Ruth, the book of Ruth, a little bit later on in our Old Testaments. There is no word from God. There is no miracle. There is no prophetic statement from God. There is no restatement of the covenant between God and Abraham. And yet, we see the role of faith on display here. We see the role of prayer on display here, and how in response to prayer, Eleazar looks for outward evidence of what God is doing, of his work, and trusting God to provide an answer to his prayers. And again, God behind the scenes working to bring all of this to pass. And then certainly we see God's providence on display here as he works these details out to bring Rebecca back to Isaac to be his wife. And certainly there were mishaps and things that could have gone wrong, 
but those are all avoided so that all of these events could line up again because God lined them up and caused it to come to pass. Eleazar could have been unfaithful. He could have missed the sign. Laban, Rebekah's brother, could have refused. Rebekah might have been unwilling to go along, and yet God ordained all of these things to come to pass in spite of what could have happened. So, Lord, we are thankful for this wonderful lesson that we get in your faithful love, your loyal love, your chesed. You love us. That was on display with Abraham, the loyal, the covenant love that you had for Abraham and for fulfilling your promise to Abraham with all of his descendants and how you will bring that covenant to pass on the day that you return. We look forward to that day. And Lord, as New Testament believers, we too are a part of Abraham's family now, grafted into the family as a branch is grafted into a tree. We are now part of that promise, and we are so thankful for that. We are the beneficiaries of your loyal love, your faithful love. And just as you gave this covenant with Abraham, you have made a covenant with us, an unconditional covenant with us, through what Jesus Christ accomplished on the cross by shedding his blood and dying to take upon himself our punishment, what we deserve because of our sin. And because Jesus rose again from the dead, we know that your promise is true. And by simply believing in you, by trusting in you, by trusting our lives to your hands, we too are saved. And you will bring it to completion because you have that faithful love, that loyal love, that covenant love for us as well. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you that we can trust you. Thank you that we can pray and that we can look for answers to prayer. And that, Lord, you are, just like in this story, behind the scenes so often in our lives. Help us to recognize your acts, the things that you do in our lives that might be unseen if we're insensitive, if we're missing it, if we're not looking for it. So, Lord, may we demonstrate a faithful love and a loyal love in our relationship with you as well. And we certainly give you thanks and give you praise for all that you have done for us. And we love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you again for listening today here on Daily in the Word. We look forward to continuing our series now as we are just about halfway through the book of Genesis. And we will continue on as we daily interact with the Word of God, and I hope it's been a blessing to you. I know it has been a blessing to me with each new study that I am involved in, each new time I am dedicated to reading and understanding the Scriptures for myself. There is so much benefit for it. Even when it's a book of the Bible that I've read multiple times, and that's true with the book of Genesis for me. I have read through, I have studied, I have led studies 
in the book of Genesis numerous times, and yet I still benefit so much because that is the nature of the Word of God. That is what makes these times daily in the Word of God so valuable to us because God's Word is that valuable to us. So, thanks again for listening, and we look forward to continuing again next time here on Daily in the Word. And in the meantime, I pray that you have a great day. Take care.